Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host, and joining me is Pastor Jason Bender. He's the co-host and pastor of the Patriot Church. Also joining me is Alec Rooney. He's the news editor for Christian Action Network. Out in Columbus, Ohio, is the chairman of the board for Christian Action Network and an attorney, David Carroll, and the producer of this show is Michael Moyer. So welcome, everybody, especially those who are watching or listening to our live broadcast. Uh, so I was wondering, has anybody ever read the funny papers lately? No. Does anybody even lately. know what they do? they make the funny papers anymore? I've only uh, been reading the classified documents in my home. <laughs> 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 Still haven't gotten through them all. When I read the news nowadays, it all reads like a comic strip. I mean, you want to laugh, you want to cry, you want to get angry. Uh, your your brain is absolutely puzzled by the headlines that you see, and the content of the articles don't make any sense. So people are just saying whatever they want nowadays, whether it's scientific fact or not, whether there's any truth to it or not. It's it's that people were just speaking their emotions. The, the way they, they want the world to be perceived in their own eyes without dealing with any reality. So my first issue today is Kamala Harris. Now, she is the vice president or the president, depending on the who president. you talk to. <laughs> anyway, she was in Florida last week, and she was attending a celebration for the 50-year anniversary of the Supreme Court's decision, Roe v. Wade, that legalized abortion. And she made a speech there in which she referenced the Declaration of Independence, where she said every American has the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. But she left out what I think is the most critical part of the Declaration, the right to life. Now, here's what the Declaration of Independence actually says. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So Kamala decides to leave the word life out of it. To me, this is pure evil because she's basically telling the American people that you do not any longer have a right to life in this country. And it doesn't just stop with the unborn. It means everybody out there no longer has the right to life in that wacky woman's brain. And it's hard to pursue happiness when you don't have your life anymore. Yeah, and you know, just a few weeks earlier or a couple of weeks ago, the uh, House of Representatives voted on a bill that would require medical attention to be given to any baby that was aborted but came out still alive. And 210 Democrats voted against it. I mean, you're talking about 210 Democrats who are basically, I get, I, you know, they're murderers. The baby's out. Let's kill it. Let's let it die. That's what they are, though. I mean, they are murderers. They don't care about life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness, really, when you think about it. Yeah, but and, then, and then we got to think, is that intentional, right? 50th anniversary of Roe leaves out the term life. And life, as you just read, Marty, it's the first mention there. It's yeah. life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So I believe that was very, very intentional. Yeah, I don't think it was an accident. Yeah. Not at all. I think she did it on purpose. She doesn't want Americans to believe that you have a right to life in this country. David, you had a comment. Yeah, I mean, by leaving that out, is is Kamala saying that she does not have a right to life? Is she making an appointment for assisted suicide with some doctor that's going to help offer or something if she doesn't have a right to life? So why is she leaving it out for everybody else? Yeah, I don't know. And I think Americans should be outraged by this. And But, you know, there was hardly a blip in the news about this statement that Kamala made. There was hardly any outrage even, you know, from conservative Republicans in the House of Representatives or the United States Senate when she left the words life out of the Declaration of Independence. Well, it could be that a lot of these people just don't know the words of the De Declaration of Independence. Including her. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I no, don't believe she knows. I think I, I think she knows that it, the word <laughs> "life" is in the Declaration of Independence, right. or she was coached to leave it out. Yeah, she was definitely coached to leave it out because you know there's such a thing here in America called the Right to Life movement, and she's at an event that's celebrating, you know, the right to kill your child movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was the perfect venue to leave that word out. So she made a very big statement there. So we know that they don't care about life in the womb. They don't care about life outside the womb. They don't care about life in general. It's We know that the Democrat Party stands for death. Yep. Yeah. Well, they keep moving this uh, you know marker ever forward, right? So you know, if the fetus is less than three months old, you know <laughs> we can kill it. Well, no, if it's six months, we can kill it. No, now if it's nine months, we can still kill it. Now if it's born, we can still kill it. And if it's grown up, we're a plague on the globe anyway. And we're a plague on the planet, and we should just all kill ourselves to save the planet. Yeah, you can almost see the Canada version of euthanasia creeping into this country, and maybe it's not creeping anymore. Because, uh, you know, I wrote a Substack article a couple weeks ago where insurance companies are actually recommending elderly patients who need expensive medical care to take Mm. a suicide pill instead. That they will will (laughs) gladly pay for your suicide, but they're not going to pay for your medical treatment. So they're pushing it. And what in New Mexico, doctors there are now required to advise their elderly patients that may be or are terminally ill that suicide is an option for them. They're being required to do this. It's not an option. If they don't do it, they can lose their medical license. They can face fines. They can actually go to jail. So a lot of Christians down there, Christian doctors, obviously are upset about this. And the lawsuit has been filed against the state of New Mexico over this law, but look, it's not even creeping anymore. It's creepy. It's very mm-hmm. creepy. So when I see Kamala come out and, you know, intentionally leave the word, the right to life out of the Declaration of Independence, she's not talking about all these unborn children. She's talking about you, all of us out there. And when you got 210 Democrats that are willing to say that once a child is born, if it was tent to abort it, but it's born instead, we have a right to kill it. This is scary, my friends, and people need to wake up. This is what we see coming, and we're going to see more of it. It's not going to stop here. Moving along. So Tony Dungy, he apologized uh, last week for uh, offending transgenders. So now he's a NBC analyst for football. He was formerly the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And, and the, uh... Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. So. Oh, yeah, that's When they right. won the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Him? No. I don't know. No, it was, that was the guy who came after. Never mind. Okay, we'll scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, anyway, now you, you, can, room floor. you can now issue your groveling apology. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, sorry for offending. Uh, yeah. yeah, whoever was the whoever head coach. He did get a player. Super Bowl, though, right, with yeah. the Colts? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah he did. I thought he did. But just he, he's such a mellow guy. Yeah. And um, said something relatively mild. Yeah, so he, you know, saw an article in the Daily Wire that talked about this idea of putting menstrual products into the bathrooms of boys in the public schools, which is, you know, just stupid anyway, right? (laughs) You know, boys, menstrual products. Elementary school. So the girls know, pretending to be boys school. could See that, still be girls. Yeah, and that action, that act right there is very controversial because it's not something that should be done. And it's funny because the article calls Dungy controversial. And like Alex said, very low-key, mellow guy, you know, not outspoken at all. Gentle, and yeah. yeah, so it was. he was responding to something that's very controversial. But unfortunately, in today's society, it's mainstream. Menstrual products in, in boys' bathrooms is mainstream. It's it's a sad world we live in. David, I'll get to you in just a second, but let me read the tweet that he sent out after reading this Daily Wire article about putting menstrual products into the boys' school bathrooms. He said, that's nothing. Some school districts are putting litter boxes in the school bathrooms for the students who identify as cats. <laughs> Very important to address every student's needs. All right, so he's being a little bit facetious there at the end. Yeah, being absurd to illustrate absurdity. Right. Yeah. It's so strange that somehow it's mainstream to be a biology denier because that's what those people are. Right. They're denying biology. Right. Biology is very simple. There are men and there are women. Women, when they come to a certain age, menstruate. 
men don't. That is biology, and to, for people to be contending otherwise is denying simple biological fact. And you shouldn't have to apologize for being a, a biology believer. Trust yeah. the science, right? Yeah, the science, right? What happened to that? But Coach Dungey did apologize. So let me read you his apology. As a Christian, I want to be a force for love to everyone, a force for healing and reconciliation, not for animosity. I saw a tweet yesterday, and I responded to it in the wrong way. As a Christian, I should speak in love and in many ways that are caring and helpful. I failed to do that, and I am deeply sorry. I don't know which offends me more. I, I really don't. Love is is lying to somebody. <laughs> Who got to him, and what did they say? I mean, what did they threaten to take away? Right. What, what right. do people think Christian love is anymore? I think it's now being interpreted by the churches, and especially by many Christians out there, that Christian love means whatever you're doing that is self harm to yourself, that may harm other people. I accept that. I love you. I love what you're doing. Uh, whatever and, delusion you want to live under, whatever whatever lie you want to tell, but, I support that. Because true Christian. Christian love brings truth to people, not lies. True Christian love doesn't support lies. Right. You are because lies hurt you. Right. Acting I mean, on lies hurt you. You want you want that person to you know walk in God's grace. You want them to go to heaven. You don't want them to be you know, stuck on the wrong side of the, you know, afterlife. So you wouldn't lie to them and you wouldn't try to mislead them or let them go down the wrong path. You would actually speak truth to them. That's what Christian love is. And you wouldn't change your own truth, the the words that you use, into lies by telling, like, a girl that she's a boy. And even that tweet, right? So, you know, you can sense some sarcasm there. He's being a bit facetious. But there could be truth there. You know, I I haven't checked every public school. There could literally be litter boxes because kids nowadays are identifying as everything. You know, I don't know if there are some kids identifying as cats, but there are people out there who do identify as cats, dogs, animals, lamps, all these things. (laughs) So there could very well be some truth in Tony Dungy's statement. But now when we feel the need to apologize, we want to appease, we don't want to offend what you know okay if you felt like you were being too facetious too sarcastic maybe a little offensive and and you felt wrong about it, okay you know apologize in the sense of okay here's my statement right i shouldn't have put this cuz i was trying to be joking and i was a little bit of a jerk about it right. but here's my statement if i want to be a reconciler i got to make sure that man has a problem that they know that that they know that they've fallen short of the glory of god that they've sinned that they don't have a problem with me as a person tony dungy as an ex-football coach but they have a problem with god the creator of the universe and that creator created them by a grand unique design for a purpose so now share the gospel right here's my apology here's my rebuttal take down you know the silly quote that maybe got a laugh you felt good about it got some likes also some dislikes but now share the gospel let people know look you violated god's laws there's a solution and that solution is jesus christ dying on a cross for you taking on your sins and now okay hey that that's the best apology if you want to apologize that you can give the most offensive message because people don't like the fact that that is exclusive. We want to be inclusive nowadays. Hmm. And and the gospel of Jesus Christ is exclusive. It's offensive, but we do need to share the truth. We need to do it in a loving way, but we can't shy away from the truth. And we can't not let people know that, look, if you want to identify as a cat, as a boy, if you're a girl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that is wrong. And we're not going to accept that. We're not going to come into cahoots and partner with you yeah. in that. Well, here's the thing. Now, if Tony was making a statement that there are actual litter boxes in the public schools for people who identify as cats, and he knows that to be true, then I'm, I fail to see what he needs to apologize for. However, if he made that statement, and it's not true, and he later found out that there's no truth to this accusation, issuing an apology about, I'm sorry, I was wrong about the 
idea that they're actually putting little boxes for students in the schools who identify as right. cats. I put a I false can, claim. I can see an apology right. for that. But he doesn't say that in no. his apology. He doesn't say he was wrong. It was just right. meant as a, just a, a poke. Well, he knew that, that he offended that uh, population. Right. And, and that's the problem is that we don't we want to be friends with the world. Right. And the Bible tells us that if we're followers of Christ, if the world hated him, they're going to hate us, too. So we got to realize that we can't appease every population, denomination, people type out there. We're going to offend. You know, before I ever put up a tw- tweet, people can go to through my uh, Twitter account and look at what I put up there. I always Think to myself, now when I put this out there, and if it causes an outrage, am I going to have to be in a position where I have to then apologize later? I make a mental exercise before I post that tweet button, hit that button, make it go live. People need to start doing that. I mean, if you are a Christian out there and you can't stand by what you say afterwards because some liberal woke mob's going to come after you, and now you're going to have to grovel and make all Christians look like idiots, then right. don't hit the tweet button. Right. And furthermore, Marty, Marty, do some research and say, okay, in Idaho, in this one town, there literally is a school that has a litter box in their bathroom. So now, okay, I've made a truth claim. It's not false. I don't have to apologize mm-hmm. because it's not like he's offending anyone. He's just making an objective statement on Twitter. And now if that statement's true, hey, I'm sorry if that offends you. I'm not taking down my tweet. I stand behind it. And hey, here's the school. You can go to them and you can see a picture of a litter box in their bathroom. And now when I think about it, if there literally are litter boxes, man, that's <laughs> that, that that's a, a crazy illustration, right? To literally have somebody doing something right in in the litter box but how many months is it going to be before there's a news story where they actually are putting the litter boxes yeah because there's kids who identify as cats and dogs well this story is probably hamsters and chickens and yeah this story is probably going to encourage people to want to put that right in the bathroom there's a time when it's like oh there's going to be a time when boys are pretending to be girls so it's like well that's happening well you know this has nothing to do with whether he said anything was the truth or not, it's it's just the fact that he was not praising that decision. He, it, it, he, he could ridiculing. have said the truth. It, yeah. Anything but praising what the liberal mind wants is to be apologized right. for. I just wonder that's what all they, that matters. It doesn't matter if it was true or not. Or what they threatened right. him with, what they threatened to take away. Um, yeah, so Tony Dungy now is another victim of cancel culture. That's what it all boils down to. In my view, you should never, ever, ever have to apologize for telling the truth. And the biological truth is very clear. Boys don't menstruate. That is a biological truth, no matter what some wacky person has in their mind about political truth. The political truth is that boys can identify as girls. That's their political truth. But as a biological lie, you should never have to apologize for telling the truth. All right. Well, here's uh, someone that does need to apologize for a tweet. In Michigan, Jackson Public School Board member Keisha Hamilton wrote a tweet on December 3rd that said this. The last thing you have to worry about is an animal, though that could be a very real threat. More dangerous are any white folks you may see on the trail. Be safe. So white people are more dangerous than wild animals. And a couple of weeks later, she followed that up with another tweet on December 18. She said, whiteness is so evil. It manipulates, then says, I won't apologize for my dishonesty and trauma inducing practices and thinks you should applaud it for being honest about its ability to manipulate and be dishonest. You know, I tried to dissect that tweet. (laughs) I read it like five times and I wrote it down and said, I got to double check this. What does this thing actually mean? I get the part at the beginning. Whiteness is so evil. It manipulates and then says, I won't apologize. Well, she's wrong there, right? Because Tony Dungy apologized. He's not he's white. Well, he's not white. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Makes you question, if he was white, would he have apologized? Well, apparently uh, apparently not. Oh, he would have apologized this. even harder if he had to, wouldn't he? Just for being white. 
Now, parents, understandably, were quite upset and were calling for her resignation after saying that whiteness is evil and that white people are more dangerous than wild animals. And I was thinking, you know, you had to get to a point. Now, she still hasn't resigned, uh, as far as I can tell, to this day. You, How do you get to the point where parents need to demand that she resign? I mean, would common sense alone say <laughs> that, hey, you put up this post, you need to resign? Imagine or a white, you get fired. A white saying this about black people. Yeah, imagine about blackness. anybody saying that. Blackness is so evil. It manipulates and this says I won't apologize. Or, you know, the last thing you need to worry about is an animal more dangerous or any black folks you may see on the trail. How long would you have your job after that? Yeah, it's crazy. Do, would you think we would then have to wait for parents to come up and protest anything? But Marty, the problem is... She wouldn't be there. Yeah, do we know if that's a, a Democratic majority school board? No, I don't know. Yeah, that's the problem. If it is, they're probably embracing that. They're probably yeah. applauding her because she's courageous and she has... You know the courage to go out there and put that tweet, but it's but it's not. <laughs> well, let's not <laughs> overlook this little factoid in the story. Hamilton, whose ex-husband is white, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe she married a dangerous animal, is what she yeah. said. <laughs> well, could it be that uh, you know the experience with the ex-husband has driven her to hate all whites at this point? An entire maybe race, yeah. yeah. He was so bad, yeah. yeah. So and, what? And what? she's got six kids too, so. Yeah. What race uh, is Hamilton? I didn't see a She's photo black. of her. She's black. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess racism comes in all colors. I don't know. It just oh, seems yeah. to me that people on the right get fired from their jobs and, you know, denied employment. They are denied promotions for saying the slightest of anything against the woke left. Right. But you can come out with a statement this bold. Right, that is this an extreme statement. Painful. Right there. Yeah. And, and regardless of what her husband did. To yeah, her. regardless. <laughs> and you still have your job as a school right. board member. Imagine now she's in charge with the rest of them and indoctrinating the children in the public yeah, schools in this area. A school system. Good and, God. And, and here's the thing, you know, she said you she let off that one tweet about whiteness is evil, right? That's such an evil tweet to put out there because She's saying that all whites are racist, right? It, it comes from that book by Robin DiAngelo, White Fragility, right? That inherently all white people are racist. So when she says that term whiteness, she's saying that, look, if you're a white person, you're racist. But then she has the nerve to put out the most racist tweet that you can even think of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Off the so the parents came out and demanded her resignation, which, of course, she did not do. But here was her response to that demand. We have to ask ourselves, what are we angered over? The fact that it was said or the fact that it is true? Talking about racist uh, misleading, it's also unapologetic. Yeah, Doesn't no groveling apology coming out of her. <laughs> right. <laughs> so U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee has introduced a bill aimed at fighting white supremacy by attacking criminal charges to certain forms of hate speech. And she used to be oh, married goodness. to a white guy, too. Well, she's a Texas Democrat, and she introduced a bill called Leading Against White Supremacy Act of 2023, and it aims to prevent and prosecute white supremacy, inspired hate crime, and conspiracy to commit white supremacy-inspired hate crime. Boy, these <laughs> people are wordy, aren't they? They're Cons absolutely wordy. David, what do you got to say about that? Well, I've kind of followed this woman's career. She said all sorts of, and done all sorts of nutty things yeah, throughout her career. But it's very clear that this bill is a non-serious bill. It's not intended to pass. It never would pass. It would not have been introduced in the last Congress where it might have had a chance. But she knows that it doesn't have a chance. And all it is is grandstanding to her her base. That's all it is. Because there's no chance the bill will pass. If it did pass, there's no chance that a court would allow it to be to be in in effect as being constitutional. Because it, it's completely unconstitutional, <laughs> constituting viewpoint discrimination. There's no chance that that bill could survive 
even in the unlikely event that it could ever pass. Yeah, but my thing, though, is that people keep putting this stuff out there. And the things that we say, hey, there's no chance this would ever happen. This is just so ridiculous. It would never become law. You know, people would just slap this out on the street. Eventually, 20 years from now or less, suddenly we're looking at it square in the face. And I and I'm stand by that because 20 years ago, if I would have said, hey, Pastor, I bet they're going to start putting menstrual products in elementary school boys' bathrooms. You never. would have said, that would never yeah, happen. This is absolutely ridiculous. That's true. No, putting this out there by Sheila Lee Jackson, <laughs> just putting it out there is telling people how she wants them to think. And it's moving, I don't care if it passes or don't pass. It's moving that bar another quarter of an inch right. by just putting it out there. Yeah, it's, it's mind games. It's like, this is how you need to think. Look. Start getting on board. We can't get it passed right now, but who knows, 10 years from now, probably less because, boy, you know, if you can go from, you know, what, the year 2000 where boys becoming girls in public schools and transgender and all that can happen, and you don't know what a boy is from a girl, in just 20 years, you know, the light speed we're on right now, it's not going to take another 20 years for people to say, yes, White supremacy, hate crime should be against the law. So let me tell you what's in this bill so that people know where she wants this nation ahead. People who use hate speech online should face criminal charges, although she doesn't define exactly what hate speech is. But one of the things that she is against is the so-called replacement theory. And now some people probably don't know what replacement theory is, but it's a... you know, I don't even think it's a theory out there because I see it everywhere. And that's the idea that we are going to replace the white race by mixing African-Americans with Caucasians and Asians with African-Americans so that eventually we replace the entire race out there. So I don't think it's a, a theory. I, I see it happening. I mean, pick up, turn on TV. Well, I Anybody want to challenge me? Pick up the TV, watch a TV show, or better yet, watch a commercial. Uh, You'll see it happening. I've also heard the term used for what's going on at the southern border. And Well, yeah, that's another know. idea of replacement theory. Yeah, But that's replacement theory for the entire nation, not just the race. She, I think she's talking about the race part of it. She says, any speech that vilifies a non-white person or group should be charged with a crime. But how about any speech that vilifies a white person or group? How come that's okay? Well, that's the thing. According to them, all whites are racist, all whites are white supremacists, and they want to do away with the white race. So for them, if we can do away with the right race, the white race, you eliminate <laughs> you eliminate evil, you eliminate racism, you eliminate all the things that they think are going to be good and make this a utopian society. But they have, like you said, Marty, they're making up their own terms, right? White supremacy can be whatever it wants. Hate speech can be whatever it wants. They use this term now, non-binary, which none of us know, but now we identify ourselves as non-binary. They call a non-insurrection an insurrection, and the list goes on. And it is legitimately brainwashing because the more we put these terms out there, the more we're going to define those terms by what the left wants us to think that they are. Right. Well, earlier this month in January, the National Hockey League announced on LinkedIn they were scheduling an event in Florida titled Pathway to Hockey Summit. Now, this is a job fair. It was it's still set for February the 2nd, and its goal is to help diverse job seekers who are pursuing careers in hockey. Okay, so, you know, what's the deal about that? Well, in the announcement, the NHL posted that The only participants that can come are people who are 18 or over, who are based in the U.S., and who identify as female, black, Asian Pacific Islander, Hispanic, Latino, indigenous, LGBTQIA+, and any person with a disability. So, in other words, if you're a white man, don't seek a job with the Who's straight and healthy. Yeah. Right. They basically should have just said that. If you're white, straight, and healthy, don't apply. Right. Don't, yeah. don't come Need to our job fair. Apply. Yeah. It, that made it a lot simpler, wouldn't it? You know, it all are welcome except white men. 
And well, Martin that would show their racism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, they, yeah, they're trying right. to hide that it. That would show the cards. Confuse people. But look at, Marty, Marty, look at all the tweets we've read. Look at the laws we've read. Look at what you just read there. You know, everything is complex, so we can't really figure it out, right? It's not very simple. They're not straight shooters. But here's the thing. You know, the NFL for years. NHL. It, oh, you're talking about the NFL. NHL, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, has been predominantly white, right? Because mm -hmm. it's a lot of Canadians. You know, you got some Just Americans, but Swedish, Norway. Yeah, so those countries. Right. So it's mostly uh, Caucasian men playing hockey. You know, there have been, fortunately, there have been some... Uh, African-Americans come into the league, which has been good. You know, they've been good players. You know, obviously, if you can play hockey, go for it. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what your color or your race is. But I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, okay, if you want to have a job within the NHL, now as those cultures come in, it might promote more NHL players who are outside of these predominantly white cultures and and that's what they're trying to do it's all about the dei right diversity equity inclusion they're trying to make sure that there's an even field but it's like look if they're if if the majority of people who are good at hockey are white then that's who's going to make the team right right david i got a question for you on this now now this was a job fair it's actually looking for applicants to work for the nhl would this come under the civil rights act uh, where this could be race discrimination for saying that? Uh... Absolutely. It's a clear violation of the Civil Rights Act. Absolutely. And that's why Governor DeSantis came down on the NHL, said, we're not having that kind of discrimination here in Florida. And the, and the NHL, I don't know whether it's to its credit or not, pulled that ad and said, oh, no, no, that was... Uh, I forget what they said. It was just a typographical error or something. <laughs> An intern like did that. it. <laughs> An intern did it. Yeah, that's the thing. Whoever the woke idiot is that wrote that ad, they deserve to be fired. That's a case where cancel culture should work because they put their employer in serious jeopardy of discrimination lawsuit by writing that ad. I'm surprised they thought of all places they could get by with that type of job application performance in the state of Florida. I mean, right. why would you go head to head with Governor DeSantis of all people? But uh, DeSantis's press secretary, Brian Griffith, said discrimination of any sort is not welcome in the state of Florida. I hope it's not welcome in any state at all, period. But right? it is. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, because, you know, he's the only one that's come out against the NHL. Uh, it just puzzles me because, you know, I don't understand why other states aren't also jumping on board with this shaming of the NHL for trying to have a job there in the state of Florida that excludes white men from applying for this job. And how do we know that, you know, the NHL didn't send this type of language out to other states? I don't know. And no one's complaining. Oh, sure. You know, in the state of, uh, you know, Michigan, we're going to have a job fair where white men are not welcome because the governor here isn't going to complain about it. I don't know. Whoever wrote that wrote that ad copy knows, though, that the entire media is on their side and the entire federal government's on their side. Right. So that can be a big confidence booster, I think. All right. Now, for if those stories were crazy, now we got some really crazy stories here. All right. British museums are going to <laughs> ban the word mummy as offensive <laughs> to corpse. <laughs> offensive to yeah all right british museums will no longer describe its three thousand year old mummified corpses as mummies they say it's de <laughs> it's hard to say this stuff with a straight face they say it's dehumanizing to those who died <laughs> and we have to call them no no joking mummified persons well, look, guys, if, if dead people can vote, dead people can also get offended. <laughs> so, point, I think there's merit here, gentlemen. I think there's merit. <laughs> well, for 408 years, they called them mummies. Go ahead, David. It just goes to show you that you don't have to be mentally ill to be woke, but it really helps. <laughs> So, Marty, for that amount of years, none of these mummies complained, right? No, I, about not calling, that I know, be, but maybe. Mummies. Yeah, they all had thick bones. Uh, <laughs> well, to get to them. look, one of their concerns in these uh, British or UK museums is that uh, the word is associated 
with terrifying monsters. Okay. So it is possible that these British museum workers watch these movies and they get scared of the mummies <laughs> and they have to go to work with the mummies. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't want these dead corpses right. coming up. Do you think it's reduced their workforce? With the fence, <laughs> right? I don't know. Could be. So is what, it illegal for like like somebody to go in there and start calling the mummies? Are they going to like charge a hate crime on them? Or, <laughs> right. It could know? be next. Right. You Look, get fined every time you mention the word. This <laughs> is a country that will put you in jail for praying in your head silently. So That's we right. can laugh at this all we want. But as we discussed last episode, you know, a woman was arrested for silently praying in her head on a sidewalk outside of an abortion clinic. So if they can put you in jail for that, you know, again, watch, let's, let's revisit all this stuff 10 years from now that we think, oh, oh yeah, we're broken fun. You know, will they now, you know, start arresting people for using the word mummy inside of a museum? But anyway, here's what the museum says. Uh, this is from the National Museums of Scotland. The word mummy is not incorrect. So they, first of all, they admit <laughs> that the word is fine. But then they go on to say it is dehumanizing. Whereas using the term mummified person encourages our visitors to think of the individual. You know, I mean, that's the thing. If you walk into a museum, right, and someone says there's a mummy over there or someone says there's a mummified person over there, is your brain really going to go, oh, geez, you know, I wasn't really thinking of that person as an individual until you expressed it as a mummified person. Right. And that, man, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Mummified person. It's literally mummy is the abbreviation for that anyway. Right. So, so your mind is naturally going to think of mummy when you say the word mummified person. It's got the four first letters of mummy in that word anyway. And what about ghosts? I don't know. Uh, what would you have to refer to ghosts as uh, disembodied persons? Or? Well, when know, they get offended, apparently, I guess. I, I don't know. Calling them ghosts dehumanizes them. Why don't you get a brain clot trying to figure all this stuff out? <laughs> but see, they're creating laws to protect people's feelings that aren't even alive. Like, there's no living person right now alive. And let me say this right. pointedly that has any right to get offended by somebody saying the word mummy. Nobody alive has the right to be. <laughs> But there's Get this offended by that <laughs> headlong rush toward being the first person to be offended by something well, new. Here's my thing, right? If the word mummy is being associated with terrifying monsters where we don't want to have that word in our museum, how many mothers in England who their yeah. kids call right. mummy, mummy. <laughs> are now going to be offended because yeah. you're referring to me as a terrifying monster right. now? Yeah, you know what? When I first heard this story, I thought that that's what it was referring to at first. You know, right. it would make Especially, more sense. Yeah, it but would guys, make mummified yeah. peoples and, look more like girls yeah, or something. And, and here's what happens, right? When you don't stand on truth, right? Let, let's yeah. just use some, let's try to think like the woke left, right? So we read that story that the woman thinks that all whites are evil. So what if you now have a white mummy, right? You're scared of offending that white mummy, taking away its personhood. But if you're woke and you're doing this as a woke act right now, calling it a mummified person, but now you're kind of in a quandary because you hate whites. You think whites are inherently evil. So now you're kind of giving credit to the white mummy, right? You're, you're, you're appeasing the white, you know, so now, you know, once it it just gets crazy, like none of it makes sense. It doesn't have to. I mean, that's actually the point of it. They want to confuse and just manipulate you until you don't know up from down. All right, I'm going to conclude this story with a statement by Chris McGovern. He's the chairman of the Campaign for Real Education in England. And he said, the curse of the mummy is driving these academics mad. Oh, that makes sense. It is. (laughs) Yeah, good for him. All right, so if that story is weird, the next one will just blow your mind. All right, Norway's University of Bergen is exploring the question of whether white paint is racist. You heard me right. Is white paint racist? They want to know if the aesthetic of white paint helped the nation to contribute to white supremacy and help make the world whiter. I, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, but, you know, because apparently they actually developed what titanium dioxide or 
I don't, the yeah, pigment was, that makes white paint white was right. developed in Norway, I guess. Yeah, so you know, another they found they're guilty. Yeah, they've found something David? to feel guilty about. Yeah, I want to know if there's a healthy grant to do that study because I want to apply for it. Yeah, it would be really easy work. Guess what? Paint is not racist. <laughs> it doesn't matter what color it is. It's not racist unless it's painted into some kind of Nazi symbols or some kind of symbols. But if it's just a color, color cannot be racist. Now, wait a second. What if it's black paint on a white face? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, there's well, a to think about these things, man. We're going to need an but, apology for but that. But just <laughs> the color of paint... Paint your house white. It's not racist. And I'd be happy to take their money to do that study and put it in writing. I have no problem with that. I could that. take many, many years Paint researching that. is not racist in and of itself. All right. Well, no color is racist. You raised the question, David. Here's the answer. The Research Council of Norway, it's a government agency, is funding the study with 12 million kroners that computes to 1.2 million u.s dollars mm. so that's how much money they're going to get to find out if white paint what's the racist? research behind this like going around asking people do you well, think white paint is racist do they'll you probably think white there, paint is they'll racist? probably actually ask the paint to see how the paint feels <laughs> that, what do you think do you of feel, black paint do you white feel paint? evil do you feel <laughs> racist are you a, a white <laughs> supremacist <laughs> Do you hate brown or black paint? What do you think about yellow paint? Do you feel superior <laughs> to green paint? The study will be called Norwhite. See, from Norway. No, okay, so it's oh, going to be called Norwhite. Yeah, yeah, catchy, huh? But it isn't Nor black? It will determine if white paint has led to planetary consequences. Planetary consequences. White paint, of all things. Sorry, Norway, you're just not that important. <laughs> I <laughs> think that's what, that's what it actually comes from, though, is that they they developed this white paint, and they, they think they found a way to out-guilt everyone else, to be guiltier than everyone else. I just wonder, is white paint more dangerous than wild animals? <laughs> you know, will we be hearing that? You know, of course, whiteness is more dangerous than wild animals, according to that, uh, you know, school board member. Sheila Jackson Lee make yeah. white paint illegal and try to and, regulate it. Yeah, and the ultimate would be a, a painting of a white panther or something, right? That would literally be the ultimate. No, an, I think, an animal that's painted white. I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> the dangerous thing here is white paint is dangerous to the animals, not more dangerous. But <laughs> the funny thing is, is Norway's kind of like taking the. The blame for you know creating this white paint racist exactly planetary consequences they're blaming them themselves because they say even though Norway is not a conventional colonial power this project <laughs> will show how the country has played a global leading role in establishing white as a superior color it's like they were spending all this money to say. We really are awful. Right. We're really awful. <laughs> Nobody we're, we're cares even, in Norway. We're, we're much more awful than anyone thinks we are. Look at our paint. I would love to see like how this began, the origin of, of just this thought that we're talking about. You know, how it came as a thought in your mind, who said it, and then who actually wants to fund over a million dollars towards this nonsensical they must have some good drugs there. And- I want to see the study when it's done. David, what do you got to say? Well, it seems to me that we're talking about Norway here, right? So if white paint is racist, what about white snow? They got lots of white snow. The whole country must be racist because they got white snow. Yeah, right. And you know what it does? It gets on the ground. It covers the grass. It hides it. You know, it just smothers everything. Right. (laughs) It feels it, like it's it superior. takes over. Yeah, it causes does. accidents. Yeah, got right? somebody smoking some good Norweed over there <laughs> in Norway. Yeah. I love this statement though. They say, "Until now, this story has been lesser known to scholars and the public." <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what a shocker! What a shocker! What a shocker! It's not, but the public knows it now because we have it on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to spread like wildfire. I'm sure. Everybody out there, make sure you share this. Because uh, it's not known very well, and Norway would be happy if you would share that white paint. And Marty, is that, racist. that wildfire is going to be white hot. It's going to be white hot. 
We're not really going to be able to use the word white before long, are we? <laughs> Only if you're not white are you going to be allowed to use the word white. White people aren't going to be allowed to use it. They're not going to be able to dress in white. You can't have a white car. You can't dress up right. as a ghost anymore? No. I mean, because being a ghost off, is racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not just white people or white men who are the subject in the last. This must have been like a, a New Year's resolution. We're going after white people and we're going after women and anything white because all these crazy stories are just now coming out. The Washington Department of Health is urging transmasculine persons with a cervix to seek out <laughs> smears. <laughs> You're doing right. what? I'm so confused. Yeah, <laughs> what does that mean? All right, a transmasculine person <laughs> with a cervix. <laughs> with a cervix. Yeah, a woman, right? So a transmasculine is person a is an individual who was born female at birth but identifies as masculine or as having masculinity that is different from the gender they were assigned at birth. Very wordy, very complicated to understand, right? But basically, if you are a woman, you don't have to be identifying as a man anymore, right? You know, before, you know, just a couple months ago, you know, if you was a woman and you identified as a man, you were a transgender. Trans. Right. Trans but man. now you don't have to identify as a man. You just have to identify as masculine. And now you are trans masculine. You got a scorecard, Pastor, right here, because we got to keep track of all this language. I don't have a scorecard for that one, Marty. I, I, People I'm, are not going to know what the hell we're talking yeah, about yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm lost. So. I think somebody's smoking some white paint or something on this. I, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm lost. Well, anyway, Maybe our viewers can help us out with that. I, I don't know. I they don't know. put out a tweet this January, the Washington State Department of Health, and it said transmasculine persons with a cervix should talk to their doctor about cervical cancer screening. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some of the responses. <laughs> Sorry. From this I never thought I'd laugh at cervical cancer, but I just did. Yeah, you did. All right. Uh, Emma Sane responded in a tweet. Good grief. You're just mocking us now. <laughs> She's a girl. Uh, Tech Mito Texas wrote, women, only women have a cervix. Imagine that. How old could that person be? You might have to apologize yeah. for that right. one. That's, that's pretty. Um, How dare you? Yeah. And Hilaria wrote. What about cats? What about cats? <laughs> what about yeah, what about cats? Maybe they have cervixes too. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Tony Dungy. Yeah, you uh, are. Be a transmasculine person with claws. Well, here, here's one of the, the better tweets that I think in response, and because it's very serious, because the person was serious when uh, he or she wrote it, said, please say women. A lot of people don't know what transmasculine means, and all women should get regular screenings. You know, and that's the problem with the, the health society right now, right? These doctors and nurses and whatever, the, all the woke ones that are out there, is you are creating harm to people out there because you're cloaking your words into language that people do not understand who need to actually hear it at a level that makes sense to them. Stuff that they understood when they're growing up. They never heard the word transmasculine before. Say women. Women need to get their cervix checked for cancer. So they can hopefully avoid death by cervical cancer. But, of course, we're coming full circle now, back to the beginning of our show. But yeah. death is the whole point. Right. Depopulation. And, yes. Marty, there was a tweet there that uh, it talked about how, and the guy had a great point. He was referring to those people who came up with this ad as misogynists. And essentially, that's what there are because they're degrading women, right? They're they're taking away womanhood, womanhood, yeah. their parts, what they're made, of, you know, who they are, what they stand for, and and they're basically making a mockery of, hey, you should be checked, you should be screened, but uh, it's they they are misogynistic in in their approach here. It's not just misogynistic, but misanthropic. They're anti-human. Yes, anti-human. And this is just another way to introduce a new word in the gay speak, transmasculine. Right. Well, that right. word just another sounds word for us like it just folds back in on itself. Like, 
trans masculine with a service like <laughs> I, like in which way do you read that which part comes first trans so is it trans or trans masculine which you know because if you're trans masculine don't you aren't did you, Michael? Your head's going to explode trying to figure it out. <laughs> no. Your cervix That's is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're certainly Sorry. not. Tru- they're certainly not trusting the science here, guys. To tell people. I'm yeah. a they're certainly not right. trusting or the, the anatomy. Science. Yeah, the yeah. basic, the basic gross anatomy. When we start these shows, we should have a bottle of excedrin right there on the table for the headache of trying to understand these stories. Yeah. A bottle of something. That's right. <laughs> all right, we got off onto our Patriots taking a stand moment. I don't, yeah, not sure we'll get through all Patriots. of these things, but uh, we like to give a shout out to Patriots uh, and Christians and religious people in in general of all faiths who take a stand for what they believe in, as long as they believe in truth. All right. So, a man was kicked out of the Mall of America for wearing a Jesus shirt. Paul Shero was ordered by security guards at the famous Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota, to remove his Jesus Saves t-shirt or leave the mall. His response was, I will go to jail or die before I take it off. Now, Good that's taking him. a stand, right? Yeah. So, you know, we don't know exactly when this happened, but a video was posted for the first time on January 7th. So I'm assuming somewhere earlier this year this happened. So, so security guards came up to him and they told him this. If you want to shop here, you need to take off that shirt. Jesus is associated with religion and it's offending people. People have been offended. Oh, my gosh. You know, so if you walk in with a Shea T-shirt on and that offends me or an LGBT, you know, shirt on and that offends me, is the security guard going to force those individuals to take off their shirt? Right. What if you walk in with a Black Lives Matter shirt and people are offended by a BLM? Are you going to order them to take their shirt off as well because some patrons out there are offended by the shirts that you wear? Yeah, well, David, he's got to have a great case here for a violation of freedom of religion here, right? Well, it's complicated, but uh, he certainly has an argument. The the Well, you can't discriminate on a basis of religion, organization is allowed to discriminate a private organization is allowed to discriminate on the basis of religion in, in, in certain ways. It's a place of public accommodation. So, yeah, I think you would have a case. Yeah, so it's a public accommodation case. I imagine a woman wearing a little gold cross around her neck. Yeah. Kick her out, too. While Paul Shoro responded to the security guard, he said, I didn't say anything. I didn't speak. I didn't say anything. I just went to Macy's. The security guard replied, again, I'm giving you a couple of options. You can take the shirt off or you can go to Macy's and you can do your shopping or you can leave the mall. Okay. Those are your only options right now. This is a guard that really has the power going to his head. Right. But apparently there was three security guards there. So, you know, it took three of them to agree to, you know, Hmm. pounce on this guy over his Jesus saves. Take me straight to your supervisor. Take me straight to the owner of the mall. Yeah. And then Wait, uh, Macy's said it was okay for him to shop there. Not well, no, without the shirt. Oh, well, the guard the, said the he mall. Could that mall guard said that he can shop at Macy's as long as he takes off his shirt and let the Macy's security guard deal with it. Right? Yeah, now <laughs> you're walking around the mall without a shirt on, and you got the another guy, guy coming up saying, hanging "Hey, up. you got to have a shirt on, or you have to leave the mall." Exactly. Right. <laughs> then, then you, you put, put the back shirt on back again. on. Yeah. <laughs> you put your Jesus shirt back on. All right, he goes, "Jesus, save me!" All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, hats off to him for taking that stand. Um, All right. In the Washington Township of New Jersey uh, School District, they have removed the rainbow safe space sign outside of classrooms and its middle schools. And those signs have been up in those middle schools since 2019. A safe space sign, that's hard to say, is described as a square rainbow striped pride flag representing the lgbtq community also known as a grooming sign a grooming (laughs) sign yeah i'm you know i try to do some research on this okay so they have these signs scattered out the hallway that's supposed to indicate that this school is a safe place for lgbtq people right so anyway those signs now have to come down because they're not inclusive 
And these school attorneys told the school, look, you know, these signs don't include everybody. So, you know, you got to take these signs down. So they finally said, we're going to take the signs down. And, uh, you know, good for the parents out there who objected to it. And uh, good for the school for finally taking these signs down. Got to stand up to this idiocy. And guys, what about a safe space for any other kid in the school, right? I mean, right. is it only LGBTQ who get bullied? Every kid gets bullied in a school. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to have a safe space, let it be open to all other kids. There should be no safe, sp- you know, the, the whole safe space con- concept is so woke to begin with. But uh, kids should feel, every kid should feel safe at their school. Yeah, well, it's all about exclusion, right? It's excluding the people that they don't like. They're, they're not part of this deal. It's only their side gets the safe spaces. You know, you can commit a hate crime online, according to Sheila Jackson Lee, as long as it's against white people, but not against our people. Yeah. You know, that for that, yeah. you're going to jail. I mean, all these articles point to the same thing. You can have a job with the NHL as long as you're not a white man. It's just a double standard. You know, you're perfectly okay to walk into the woods unless you come across a white person because that's more dangerous than a wild animal. So it's definitely exclusionary. And so if we try to make logic of it, the only logic is is they hate white people. Right. And this one is rainbow supremacy. Right, they want to talk about white supremacy. This literally is rainbow supremacy. Every other color but white supremacy. I like that. I'm gonna use that rainbow Go supremacy. For it. Yeah, you wanted one. You, I'm gonna have to start charging your royalties. Yeah, Marty, please do, please do. I can afford it. Yeah, my pocket. All right, uh, I'm gonna conclude with this one because I think this is important. The diocese of Des Moines has banned preferred pronouns in their schools and parishes and has ruled that students and worshipers must use toilets and locker rooms of their own biological sex. Now, this diocese has 16 schools in the state and 80 parishes across the state. So, you know, this is pretty, pretty big deal here. Which church is this now? The Diocese of Des Moines. Of the Catholic Church? I'm assuming it's the Catholic Church. Yeah, I I just assumed. I didn't bother to look it up, but that was, you know, what I assumed. Well, good. I could be wrong. Yeah, the whole pronouns thing, um, forcing people to to lie with the words they use, that's that's not right. All right. Well, Senator, State Senator Claire Selsey says, of course, she's a liberal, that this policy is unchristian. What do you think, Pastor? <laughs> you you think the fact that you know people have to use the pronouns that you were born with is unchristian, or that you have to use the bathroom, a locker room of your born sex, that's unchristian to limit it to those people? Well, thank, thank well, you. Where for, are they, what Bible are these people reading? Yeah, they don't they don't know a Bible from uh, white paint. But uh, thank you for the rhetorical question, Marty. That's, <laughs> that's an easy one. Yeah, I mean. That's that's the problem is that these people don't know what true Christianity is. They want to make it seem like to be a Christian, you have to be nice. You have to, you know, be inclusive, all these other terms that they use. But, yeah, I mean, we should all be everyone in, in Christianity, a Christian church, a Christian school. We should all be vehemently opposing all the, the pronoun. I mean, it, it's it's a sad state of affairs that we have employers who are forcing employees to put pronouns quote unquote on the bottom of their signature of their email so i want to just encourage our viewers our listeners if you have an employer you know forcing you to do something like that don't do it take a stand i i I would never do that my favorite pronouns is child of god if they want a pronoun go for that that's the pronoun but we're never going to use they them him her she whatever because that's garbage it's not truthful it's false yeah, not only is this policy not unchristian, it's actually very Christian. It's very biblical. But this wacky state senator, she had more to say, and I, I just have to read it because it's it's funny in one sense, but she's just she's in a, a rage here. She says the Diocese of Des Moines is trying to shun and exclude people based on their sexual orientation and gender expression. This is clearly not behavior that should be allowed in schools that already get $100 million in public taxpayer dollars and are clamoring for more. Now, here's the statement. These schools want public dollars and want to treat kids in a way that might cause them to commit suicide. Now, 
You can't use the locker room of the opposite sex. You're going to go kill yourself. And these schools want to indoctrinate children into that lifestyle. Right. Right. They're t- well, we're on hand. They're trying to tell kids that this is an acceptable lifestyle. It's an enjoyable lifestyle. It'll set you free lifestyle. It'll clear your head lifestyle. And then on the other hand, they say, but if you do, you're going to be so weak that if you are not allowed to use the bathroom of your choice, you may kill yourself. And it's a lifestyle that forces everyone else to lie to you every day of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and guys, here's a, here, you know, here's a Christian response. So we're talking about Christianity. You know, Jesus, every time he came across a hypocrite, you know, somebody who thought they were self-righteous, who was speaking in the wrong against truth, he would hold them accountable, right? So if I was that church, I would want to have a conversation with that person and say, look, you show me how this is unchristian. And we can sit down, we can open up the Bible, and now we have an opportunity to show someone who's not a believer, who's unregenerated, who's going to hell if they don't repent and put their faith in Christ— to share the gospel with them, to share them truth and say, look, this this is what my faith says. I'm not going to compromise my beliefs and my faith and my religion for you because you're a wacky, woke leftist. No, but let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. We know that that person who made that statement is never going to have a conversation because they don't want to think logically. They just want to be in their fantasy land. Well, we had a lot of great stories today about people who are taking a stand, and we present these cases because we want people out there to know that you're not alone if you want to take a stand. There are others who are taking a stand, but the media is not inclined to report about it, especially if they're on the losing end of these people who are taking a stand. Well, you'll get some of that news with us at Shout Out Patriots. I want to thank you for joining our show, listening in, watching however you're uh, being fed this program. Please join us again in our next episode. We look forward to seeing you. And please share this episode with your friend. Our podcast is growing by the numbers every week. And we certainly want to have more people watching and listening to the stories that we have to present in our meandering commentary about what we think (laughs) is going on on these issues that affect every American out there, every child out there. So join us again next week. Bye-bye now.